welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood. And as a mindset coach, pilot in training, and visionary for hire, I hope this podcast gives you insights that not only impact your business and your personal life, but thus the world for the better. Welcome back to the Dare to Move podcast. I am very excited to be here. I'm always excited to be here, obviously. You guys know that. Um, And today, I'm going to be updating you guys a little bit on the retreat I just co-hosted over the weekend. And to make it more applicable to everyone, especially those of you who likely did not attend the retreat, I'm going to actually pull some threads out of what I thought made the retreat so powerful and shift them into ways you can actually create these, call it key codes for, you know, activating new neural pathways and manifestation and finding deeper rest within yourself um, that I was reminded of in the experience of the retreat. So if you have never listened to this podcast today or to me before, and maybe today you're tuned in because one of your good friends or family members did attend and want you to sort of hear it, um, hear the the wrap up. I'm so glad to have you. My name's Garrett. This is the Dare to Move podcast. We've been around for almost four years and we are soon going to be changing our name, um, but not much else. (laughs) New cover art, new name. And I'm very glad you're here. We talk about spirituality. We talk about business. We talk about motherhood, all of the things. And Um, you might be here because you're curious about maybe how you can access the unique shifts you've even already seen in your friend who went to the retreat. So for my longtime loyal listeners, you guys know, because I advertised it a lot on this podcast, plugged it a lot, um, that I co-hosted the retreat called the Full Circle Feminine Retreat in California at Full Circle Farms, which is in Ramona, California. And it's so interesting because we like don't really remember exactly how we found it. Well, Allie found it. I just a quick uh, update. I not update, but just information in case you didn't know. I co-hosted with Dr. Allie Duffy, who owns the Pilates RX, and uh, Megan Gerber, who is a functional medicine dietitian, and she is now located in Austin. And she just came out with a cookbook, which is super exciting. So. Allie found it on a retreat kind of platform that shows retreat spaces. And our challenge was that most of the places that are kind of like luxurious, more like bougie retreat centers that, you know, you get like your own private hotel room are usually like owned by someone who like does the facilitating too. It seems like the trend is people who host retreats end up eventually developing their own center. So we needed a place where it felt luxurious and upscale, but that where we could be the facilitators and that there wouldn't be a million other strangers just on the retreat property. We also found out that a lot of places where you could gather, like there's one in, uh, there's a few in Arizona, there's like a really cool meeting space or a spiritual center, but there's no lodging there. And then when we looked at, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of Airbnbs, most Airbnbs don't sleep over 12 to 15 people. We wanted to accommodate up to 
20 people and even some of the 20 people places had no gathering places besides like the family room so we really found the perfect property 21 acres called full circle farms recently purchased at the end of 2021 by carissa Ucht, i think he's Olk, Olch, forget how you say her last name and they have a partner they partner with this incredible group of chefs called the handmade chef and just divine all gluten-free all dairy-free all sugar-free refined meals and it was phenomenal the grounds were literally sacred like you could feel it they're um, one of our clients, Anna, who's been a guest on this podcast numerous times, who is a psychic medium, was like, did you see their logo? They literally drop portals on their logo. Like it's very clear that they know this is like a, a really activated um, place. I also just learned that the West Coast has the highest reception of like the Schumann residence. Like this TikToker was saying that like it receives the most energy from source energy which is crazy it's usually higher more positive vibes in california which i mean if you've traveled to california versus new york or the east coast like you can probably be like duh um but anyway it was amazing i found out that there was there used to be a lot of, um, there was not a lot of, but there was a Native American presence on the land at some point, And the property sloped down to this river slash like ravine. And I guess you can see rose quartz down there and it like can go under the property. Anyway, super cool. And the property had three dwellings on it. So there was this lodge where we did a lot of our meals. It used to be a woodworking shop that housed two bedrooms and a bathroom upstairs. There was a bunkhouse that had a beautiful yoga studio underneath it. Uh, and then a main house that um, had like a, it was just like a traditional house built between the den, the library and the bedrooms upstairs. Like we fit a good amount of people. So it was lovely. If you followed my stories, you saw lots of, lots of pictures and videos and it was gorgeous. I want to just like set the scene there because what I'm going to try to do is pull out as I reflect on the retreat, some of the things that have come up for me of like, why don't I do this on a regular basis? Or how can I have people who can't travel across the country to a retreat or get leave their kids for that long or whatever like what can they do to experience retreat like retreating from day-to-day life as a gateway into your desired reality your highest and best timeline um what you're trying to create in your life um so i'll start by saying if you don't retreat from your hustle and bustle of everyday life or change your you know, unconscious doing this, you know, we know 95% of our, our brain is subconscious, which means like, we're only using 5% consciousness every day on average, which means we're on autopilot for so much of it. And like, thank God, right? Like, I don't have to think really hard to drive a car, or to send a text message or to brush my teeth. However, those habits and patterns are really deeply ingrained. And I have a lot of episodes on habit habits, patterns and values. Um, shadow values, ego, all the things on this podcast. So feel free to flip through. So um, one of the my intentions for the retreat was activation and uh, activation through presence because presence is the key to everything in life. Like we have, all we ever have is now in the present moment, right? Like 30 minutes ago now, like when I was in the now, 30 minutes ago, that's now past. That's no longer true for me. We can unlock everything about ourselves, who we want to be, our future, when we're just in the present. And 
Yet, when we're in our routines day to day, in the same dwelling day to day, in the same offices day to day, in the same commute day to day, we're largely just repeating the same pattern, which makes it very hard to affect big shifts and changes. Now, we know, and I actually covered this at the retreat, that we live in a quantum reality. Like I can have a thought that, I'm just making up an example, I want a red Ferrari in this lifetime. It's meant for me. I feel it as truth in my body and I'm going to manifest that. Um, I can have a thought that comes to me, a divine inspired thought and channel that energy to create said red Ferrari in my reality if I really believe that that's true for me. The problem is that first and foremost, a lot of times we don't even have the space to get to our inspired uh, vision or inspired goal or whatever because we don't we don't create the space to drop into that. Um, when I look back, and I've said this a zillion times on the podcast, but my life when I lived in Boston and I was working five jobs from between berries and real estate and podcasting and writing my book and coaching people at Crossroads of Fitness, like consulting, it was just so much that I was constantly like basically in fight or flight. We cannot access creativity if we are in fight or flight. So we wanted to create, and we literally made hats for our guests that said pause, because we wanted to create pause from that hustle and bustle where people felt safe to open up, to become activated, to actually be dropped in into their bodies in the present. So um, part of taking people out of fight or flight and any of our normal patterns that was really interesting was having the chefs cook meals that were gluten-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free, and you know, in accordance with everyone's um, uh, dietary restrictions. And one of the first big pieces of feedback we got in real time was like, wow, this is so interesting that my mental space isn't constantly circulated, circling on like, what do I eat next? When am I going to prep it? Like, do I need to go to the store? Like, is this going to wreck my gut? Like, that was such a potent factor in um, people's ability to pause and to be present because they weren't doing the mental gymnastics in their head of like, what's in this food? And like, can I eat it? And what, am I going to be able to go to the bathroom later? And like, all the things that come up. So, you know, to retreat as a gateway, like, looking at and I know it feels like an overhaul and it could feel drastic but like whether you do a meal prep service or you allow someone to come over and cook you dinner or you spend a little extra time preparing meals for yourself that might be a little outside of your normal routine but are giving you nourishment you don't normally get like that could be something that just having that done and out of the way gives you a little more time to be present with your kids for a week. Like try it out. Um, or again, like you could, maybe you could hire a, a chef service as a gift to yourself this Christmas and like plan it for a week and just as a gift to like retreat from having to prep food. Like it is such an amazing thing to not have to um, think about. Um, for me, what was interesting is that I had said to myself years ago in my disordered eating phase of life that like, God, I was like, God, I just wish someone would like take care of me for a weekend. Like I wish someone would cook my meals and feed me and nourish me because I was, you know, when I was bodybuilding and, uh, you know, tracking macros and I was just so un unwell from not, from being undernourished and at the same time, like bad gut health and in bad 
patterns with food. And I just knew that like I needed to be nourished, but like I didn't know where to start. And I, it, it just, it just seemed overwhelming. And so I, I literally would said, I would just want to go somewhere for like a long weekend and have every meal just like nourish me. And it was so cool to have that experience manifest when it was supposed to. So that was just my own personal, um, like realization, like, oh, wow, it's happening. Um, so I'm gonna give you guys like a little bit about the retreat just for fun because there's some fun stories and things that I think are just interesting to share um, with the kind of like what I what I'm taking away and what I really was present to. Um, and obviously there are two other amazing hosts and they probably had a whole and I know they do because I've talked to them, other things that stood out to them. Um and uh, the guest as well, but I just wanted to personally share and tell you guys and hype you up so we can hopefully do this again. But um, so we welcomed everyone with uh, their first nourishing meal that was actually um, created by Cafe Gratitude in San Diego. We had amazing tea, we had healthy nachos, we had four different entree items that they could order, it was great. We bust everyone about 45 minutes away to the property and we got everyone set up and then we did a nice post travel uh release class with Allie. it was so nice to just like feel your body like release like be weighed down by gravity on like this wood floor in the yoga room and it was just really vibey with this like salt wall, like Himalayan salt wall. It was so cool. And then we had like a really lovely dinner where we set intentions and did a meditation. Um, and then we all just like chatted after. So it was really nice. And then in the morning, we did a cacao ceremony, which was super cool. I facilitated it. Um, I've never done that before. And um, it's really just about honoring the plant, honoring the ancestry behind it and um, the cultures around the world that um, have passed these traditions down for a very long time, honoring um, the four elements and uh, bringing awareness to your heart center because it's a very heart opening uh, plant medicine. It was actually used uh, in ancient cultures uh, for things connected to the heart, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, it's not psychedelic or anything like that. It's literally the plant that ends up being created into like cocoa, cocoa powder, chocolate, et cetera. Um, but it was really lovely. Uh, Meg did some beautiful breath work and then um, we took an, we had breakfast, we took a break and then we did, um, I did a chakra workshop. And what's so interesting is, and this is where we really dropped into presence if, you know, breath work and meditation weren't enough that morning. Um, but we, I got feedback later that people were like, chakras, like, what the hell? Like, this is maybe weird or like, what is this? How is this helpful? But and thank goodness they didn't share that with me going into it because I probably would have shifted my content. Um, if you're a longtime listener, you've heard me say that. Um, you've heard me probably mention the root chakra, mention the sacral chakra, et cetera. If you guys want me to do an episode on it, I will. Um, like soup to nuts, like full thing. But basically I walked everyone through chakras one through 12, which there are a lot, but we most commonly just hear about the first seven, which are in the body. Eight through 12 are around the body. And so we went through the first seven just to explain chakras, explain energy, um, connect it to 
things that made it them feel more real for people. Um, and then we we spent more time activating chakras eight through 12 because those are where we receive our messages, our inspired guidance. We Some people connect through angels or re read their Akashic records through you know the eighth chakra. Um, our auric field, the 12th chakra, is how people feel our energy. And so I wanted people to feel like they were open and able to receive their messages and their own guidance, whether that's from higher self, God, spirit guides, whatever. Um, so that was super cool. And then we did some eye gazing. So the whole point of eye gazing is allowing yourself and your soul to be seen. Uh, the eyes are the gateway to the soul and really making deep, fierce eye contact is one of the most vulnerable things we can do, especially when we know that the other person is signed up, ready and eager to do the exact same thing, being received and um, and also uh, giving energy. So what we do is we take turns. So if I'm gonna go first, I have my eyes wide open and I look into my partner's eyes and I say, what are you experiencing now? And they say anything in the present moment. Um, I'm experiencing the grass on my feet. I'm experiencing the wind in my hair. I'm experiencing a tingling on my foot. Like whatever it is, it just brings you into the now and now and now being seen fully as your soul in your body. Um, it's very activating. It, it often brings people to tears because they can feel themselves really being received and really being held in the present moment. And between the pandemic and all the screen time we all do now and all the text messaging, we're all pretty bad at eye contact. And it also feels really, like I said, vulnerable and scary to be so fully seen and so fully received just in the present moment as we truly are um, for who we really are. So that was just pure magic, a lot of activations there. Um, and then we did a chakra clearing meditation, which I facilitated. We were out under the trees on the lawn overlooking the mountains. It was beautiful. So um, a lot of people actually felt activated. They felt energy moving through their body. They felt a release. They felt they were in their bodies. So um, two things I just want to pull out of that while we're already kind of going into things uh, is that one, you will feel more seen, heard, validated, all of those shadow values I talk about on this podcast just by making deeper eye contact with people. And if you do it and the other person, you know, isn't really receptive or isn't really ready for that, like that is about them. And that's their own challenge with being seen and being received and feeling scared to be vulnerable. But the more we can sort of, it's like a, it's like a co-creative dance, the more we can be open and the more we can kind of be in that vulnerability of making eye contact in a gentle way the more someone else might feel safe to open up like have you ever sat down with someone who's just really good at eye contact and so comfortable making it that you're almost like whoa um you it, it will inspire you to be more comfortable so um i would encourage anyone listening to pick a safe and trusted person that you know and love um, that you're going to see in the next week or so and whether you have plans to get dinner or coffee with them or just hang out with them, like spend some time sitting across from each other and really just be conscious of, of eye contact and connection. And if you don't want to just like them to 
think you're being weird or something. You could literally ask like, can we do this exercise? And we're gonna do five minutes each. Like, I'm just gonna ask you, what are you experiencing now? And I'm just gonna hold space for whatever your present moment is. And then you're gonna do that for me. So that's pretty cool. Um, and it will bring you into presence, into the moment of like your soul in reality in real time. Second is chakra clearing. So uh, this came up with one of the participants. It's like, well, wait, how much should I do? She, she had this like really powerful um, sort of activation during it. We did all the chants to activate the chakras, but then we did a clearing and she's like, I really felt energy buzzing in my body. Like, what would she recommend? And so I, you know, I recommend meditate every day or at least a few times a week if you can. But as far as chakra clearing goes, um, I said start with doing one like once a month because they're just like you could literally search um, chakra clearing on Insight Timer. Um, there's um, hundreds of good ones out there, probably thousands in the world, if not millions. So find one that stands out to you and you could do one like once a month and just see if you feel any different because essentially it's a way for you to like release energy that's no longer serving maybe energy you picked up from being in a large group of people negative energy from someone at work that's not your vibe so on and so forth so you can do this again um whenever you want i don't necessarily recommend doing it every day i don't think that's necessary maybe weekly especially if you're often in big cities or in big groups of people going to concerts whatever um but i think one once a month is a really good place to start because you actually have space and time to see if you feel different in your body afterwards um so we did that, took a little break, had lunch, and during lunch, Meg did an awesome lunch and learn. And we learned all about minerals. We learned all about, um, I mean, <laughs> so many things, but I want to just highlight by saying minerals and uh, like recipes in her cookbook and supportive resources to um, lead healthier lives. And instead of trying to regurgitate her content, I'm going to put her handle in the show notes because she posts so many good recipes. You can get her cookbook and her link in her bio and learn from her. Like I always pick up something just from like watching her stories. So, um, she did an amazing lunch and learn. Then we had a little break and then we did a Pilates class with Allie that was with this Pilates ball. I've never done a Pilates ball class. It was so fun. So fun to learn from her and really now get in our bodies and move in our bodies and feel into like whether we're using our hip flexors or not, whether we're pinning our shoulder blades down or not, whether we're, you know, all these things. So, so, so supportive. She also has an online library. So I'll put her handle in the show notes and you guys can um, find her on Instagram and look into uh, accessing her library of classes. Um, and then we had a sound healer come. So we were all like pretty zonked out. A lot of learning, a lot of content, a lot of studying. And then we did some sound healing. So to pause really quick and just give you something if you are at home and you have no retreat in sight, or maybe you have a vacation coming up, but it's not really a retreat and you want to make it feel more like a retreat. Um, anytime you're listening to a podcast or a YouTube video, you are in like a high beta brain state. If you're processing information, downloading information, like trying to understand it, your brain is picking up a lot. And that is energetically exhausting. And so in order to go into a more relaxed state, which is a slower brainwave, like a theta state of the brain, slower brain brainwaves, maybe even alpha, um, 
you can carve you should carve out time afterwards even if it's after a long day of work or maybe after a really intense like lunch with friends to just carve out some space to not just stay in processing mode like put on a sound bath from youtube or meditation music and just let yourself like think of it as like an elevated nap um i think it's abby huber one of my former clients she's a functional dietitian uh calls it napitation like instead of just like passing out in bed, which I mean, if you need to do that, do that. But um, you can put on some music or some positive affirmations or um, Michael Seeley has some amazing like dream type meditations that you could do in the background as you kind of fade in and out of sleep. So it felt really restorative for all of us to lay down in the yoga room and receive sound. And I don't think enough of us in our culture take naps. I don't think enough of us carve out time to get out of high beta brainwave. You guys have heard me talk about that a lot. Um, Sometimes high beta can actually put us more into a fight or flight feeling in our body or reactive. Um, When I think of restful awareness, I think of like you know, doing dishes and looking out the window, which can be much slower brainwave state. And then theta is like, you know, what you might access if you're in acupuncture where you're like kind of zenned out um, or like right before you fall asleep. Um, so we did that, had a little break, and then we had dinner, which was lovely. And we kind of could feel that everyone was just like zonked. So we just like let everyone kind of hang, talk, chill, and then we went to bed. The next day, we got up and we did um, – a breath work and guided meditation for everybody um that was just i did it it was like a visual one for self-love and um receiving gratitude for yourself and then ali taught a really great pilates class Um, she also taught by the way a warm-up kind of light morning movement class on saturday too which is why it was just like a lot of movement between the morning movement plus the full class on on um, the first full day which was friday so she taught an amazing class we had a break where we all got to like walk and hang out and just like be talking to each other connecting had an awesome lunch then we had more free time and then this is the part i'm most excited to tell you guys about not only because i enjoyed it probably probably one of my favorite parts, but because you can do this in your life no matter where you are. So here's what we did. We did an embodied awareness walk. So I wanted to connect the lower chakras in the body to activate them the way we activated the upper chakras 8 through 12. I also wanted to activate the 10th chakra though in this because the 10th chakra is about one to two feet below our feet in the ground. It's like a magnet holding us here. It's our connection to the earth. So we went to a trailhead because the property had trails on it, which was so cool. And we partnered up and we all jumped, like literally jumped on our, like jumped in on the ground and um yelled i'm here like we are here on this planet thanks to the 10th chakra like we are here we are in our lived experience in our bodies connecting with the earth that was the intention then we dropped in quick meditation and we brought our like vision like what we're manifesting what we want to activate in our life and let's pretend it's a red ferrari i'm just using easy examples for you guys that are kind of silly for fun so say it's a red ferrari and excuse me, you want to create an I am statement around that. So yes, it could be I am driving a red Ferrari, but it could also be I am rich, right? 
I am rich, I have a Ferrari, they kind of go together, right? So they bring the I am. And this is very Joe Dispenza of me to do this, but basically it was a form of walking meditation where we went one by one, spaced out, walking slowly in nature, looking out at the beautiful mountainous landscape to walk as that person who has that Ferrari. So let's say it was, I'm a, I'm rich or I'm a millionaire. You're literally going to pretend like you have like not amnesia, but like, you know, someone just called you and said, you know, there's 3 million bucks in your bank account and you're going to walk in that reality. Like, how does your body feel in that reality? Like, can you try that on and pretend that's true for you? Um, can you pretend that you're pregnant if that's what you're calling it? Can you pretend that you are like whatever your intention is, you're going to walk as it and just feel the energetic difference in your body. Um, like if tomorrow out of nowhere, someone told you, you are the CEO of the company now, like how would you walk around? Like imagine that. So it's a lot of imagining. And then because it's a trail that no one had been on in a new place, literally in a different state than everyone lives, except one person, you can, your, your brain is literally being networked because it has no point of reference. It's not like you're walking in your backyard pretending that I am, you know, a San Diego resident. Like there's nothing to cue you into your old self. So you're, and it, as long as your body's saying, or your mind is saying, I am rich or I am, a, I am worth $3 million, your body has no clue. Your body's just going along with whatever the mind says, right? Just like the body might think there's a tiger chasing you if your brain gets freaked out by an email from your boss, right? So we did the walk. We walked about, I don't know, two minutes, three minutes. And this was so cool when it happened. We actually found it the first day. We did this upper trail when Allie and Meg and I were there early and out of nowhere on this trail, there's just these stair steps that walk up the ravine in between the switchbacks. So it seemed like a portal, like we're walking up this like beautiful stair staircase up the mountainside. So when they got to me, I turned on some like meditative music and they had to say their, their I am intention like vocalize it, not because I needed to hear it, but like someone needed to hold space for it and they needed to activate with their throat chakra, which is where we manifest from. So we had activated the 10th. They're walking with the intention, feeling the embodiment of this new reality they're calling in. They said their I am statement and they walked up this pretty steep staircase up the mountainside. When they got to this clearing we all sat down on the earth and they had they could either put their hands over their heart in their womb and then the sacral is like kind of hugged between those two chakras or put their hands in their heart on each other and we did the exact same eye gazing experience but slightly different so i would say to my partner well as we're eye gazing my hands on her heart and her womb space and her hands are on top of mine so she's really receiving energy from me I say, who are you? And they would say their I am statement. So I am rich. I am driving a Ferrari. I am worth $3 million. She says her statement. And then I say, what are you experiencing now? And they can say like literally in the now, what's true for them on the mountainside, or they can say in that reality, I am experiencing the color red in my Ferrari. I'm experiencing speed as I drive the Ferrari. Like So now we're continuing to speak it as we feel into our bodies, our creative center, our sacral center, our heart center, which is our, our desires, our love, what, we're, what we feel connected to, and our solar, which is our confidence and our emotional center. And we're speaking, right? So we're manifesting. And our root chakra is literally sitting on the earth to be activated. It was 
so cool. So I want to pause for a second and say that if you take the same route to work, if you do the same walk all the time, uh, switch up your walk and do it as your new embodied self. So let's say you're trying to call in um, a co-founder of a new company and you say, I am a co-founder of my business. Um, My co-founder and I work together. Like you're going through all of that and you could say like, I am a co-founder, walk around the city, walk around your neighborhood in that new version of your, that thing that you are like walk as if it's true, walk barefoot if you can, walk close up to, you know, walk close to nature if you can, um, sit on the earth at some point, touch your own body, feel that truth, whisper it or yell it if you feel like you have the space to do that. Um, and obviously you can do this with a friend if you feel up to that, but really carving out time to <clears throat> be received um, by eye gazing, to speak your truth, to feel yourself in your body experiencing that truth will all help it activate for you. So we had a lot of tears. I broke down, oh my God, with my partner. I like totally broke open. Um, it's beautiful. And then I played this song and we walked up another set of sacred forest stairs and we went kind of left and then it kind of ended so we popped on the driveway for a second then we popped off the driveway and essentially became like a labyrinth and the cool thing about labyrinths is that you know where you're going right you're going to the center or you're going from the center outward you know like it's not like you're gonna you don't know where it, it ends you know where you're going and what's cool is you don't know how it gets you there. So by all of the turns right and left and up and down, you're actually neural networking this in your brain because your brain has to like learn in real time. So my hope was that as we were walking with our intention, our I am statement, and winding through this property they've never seen, they've never been to before, they've never known anything about it, they were literally carving out new neural networks. So Although like you can't maybe find a place you've never walked in your neighborhood or where you currently live, you could walk your normal route completely backwards and notice things you've never noticed before and network in that belief with this new route. Um, There's a reason why vacations stand out to us so much because our brain isn't quite used to um, that place so it's taking in more it's spending more conscious energy in it and when we make things conscious and we build networks for it so so that eventually it's more like autopilot so that's what we're trying to do here with our embodied awareness walking um, or meditative walking Um, and it was an activation so what's cool is there was literally a portal on the property it was this archway with like this kind of sculpture stonework of a sun at the top of it. it was a brick archway you probably saw it in my stories And we walked through it like we bowed and walked through the portal as if it was all true. And it was so, so, so powerful. And that's one of those ones where if you're really in a manifestation process right now, like you can totally do that. Like that is available to you. Sitting on the earth available to you. Touching your womb space and your heart and feeling into your truth. True for you. Speaking your truth. Speaking your I am statement available to you. Walking your current walkway in the reverse order, reverse direction, available to you. So um, yeah, I want you guys to try that. So that was beautiful. And then after that, we took a quick break. Oh, we actually showered Allie with love. We did like a coming together 
um, for her and her pregnant belly and her little angel baby, um, coming in and just giving them love, um, as she continues in her pregnancy and grows. And it's very, um, traditional, right? All the women coming together to support, um, a, a pregnancy. And it was really just beautiful and just magical. Um, and then we, went and did this amazing, it was probably one of my favorite parts aside from the walk. We did a sexy dance class with Isabel. So she kind of did it like Kinergy where you're honoring the different elements. Um, so we did like an earth, a fire, a water, and an air section and danced together. It was just so much fun, so much fun. Um, I really, really loved that. Um, and then we got a quick break and snack and mocktail hour and then we did and people hang by the pool the hot tub and then we did dinner um and we did like a nice like cooking show with meg she i say show she did like a cooking class and then um we all went around and said like what we learned and gave the person next to us like a, a compliment um so it was just the most beautiful thing like it went off without a single issue like no one's flights were delayed like the travel was all great the food was great the lodging like everything was phenomenal and i'm just like okay it's really interesting to start your first major retreat with a with a bang like how crazy um but it was so sacred the only thing that was really bizarre that happened and i just feel like sharing because you guys know i'm a storyteller i tell you guys things all the time um is that there was a ghost in our room so Allie and meg stayed in this like den on the property there were like double doors that opened up onto a deck, which was beautiful. And then there's a spiral staircase that kind of came up into the back corner of the room that went down to a wine cellar. So it's like a tiny little space down below, like not a full basement or anything like that. And um, they slept on a pullout couch. I slept on a rollaway. And the first night, I like don't sleep that well when I'm not with Jeff and Declan, like ever since Declan was born. I'm sure you've heard me say that on this podcast. It's super annoying. And um, so... I wasn't really asleep. It's like kind of like halfway, half asleep, just frustrated that I wasn't sleeping. And I thought I heard a little person. Like, and I just, I don't know, just in my head, I got the image of like a little kid running down the hallway. I'm like, okay, that's creepy because there's no little kids here. We're the only people on the property. But um, it was creepy, but it wasn't like, I didn't, I wasn't getting my normal fear. Like my personal like phobia is like someone breaking into my house, like a bad guy. And I wasn't getting that vibe. It was just like eerie. Then it sounded like someone was like falling or banging in the bathroom in our hallway. And I sat up because I was like, oh my God, is, did Allie like go to the bathroom and fall? Like is she, and they were dead asleep. And it wasn't like the wind. It wasn't the squirrels. Like it was really like a presence, um, which was crazy. So the next day I told um, Anna, who's a psychic medium, and she was like, well, I'll check it out. And then she didn't really get to it because we were arriving and we were busy. And um, so the second night, go to bed, and we hear this sort of like like banging like in our room in the middle of the night. And I think Allie said she heard it. And it didn't, it wasn't like the wind, like it couldn't have been. And you just, it's just, a, like I used to watch Unsolved Mysteries and like Paranormal Activity and things like that where you feel like I've seen it, but I'd never experienced it in my life. But I'm like, okay. And then our lights had been flickering. So by day three, the first full day, my day three, the first full day for the participants, Anna came in and she was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's her. It's a little girl. 
And I had also, like, it's the first time this has ever happened in my life, but, like, when I heard the person running down the hallway, I, like, saw the name Claire in my mind, like, in my third eye, and I was like, is her name Claire? And it's like, yeah, it is, actually. And she just wants to play. Like, she's harmless. Like, she just just wants to play. And I was like, okay, all right. So I was just like, it was uncomfortable to know that. Like, okay, I'm not, it was validating. Like, okay, I'm not crazy. There is a presence here. I tried telling the owner and she was like, I don't think so. Like, I really like there, this is a new property. No one's died here. Like we energetically cleanse. So she was, I don't know. She was just not feeling it, which was interesting. She's super spiritual. So I was like, okay. So then the third night I was there that night I felt a presence like around my head and I was was just like okay enough like get out of my space like no thank you I'm but I was so tired by that point that I did like I was able to just like sleep through it so then the fourth night we're going to bed and um we wanted to put the fan on but the fan was connected to the lights like you couldn't do one or the other there were other lights for that purpose but we wanted the fan on and the lights came on. I was like, guys, like, I think we have to have the, the lights on like to work with the fan. Like, and we're like, oh, that's annoying. So right before I went to turn it off, because we wanted to go to sleep with the lights off, the lights just went off and the fan kept going. So we're like, okay. And I was like, watch, the lights are going to like come on in the middle of the night, super creepy. Because they had been going on and off like during the day when we were in the room. And I was just, you know, not, we were all just like kind of weirded out. And then, um, that night, it sounded like someone was walking up and down the spiral staircase. It had like wrought iron on it. Like I could hear the wrought iron like kind of shaking. I was just like, go away. Like, no, thank you. Like I could not sleep. It was awful. And then I must have fallen asleep. And we had an early morning sunrise hike. So 5 a.m. comes around and or we had set our alarms for 4.50 and something woke up Meg. And Meg was like, guys, did you just, did the alarm just go off? Did you just wake me up? And we're like, no, Meg, it's like three till, like it's three till 4.50, it's 4.47. And we're looking at our phones, like confirming we didn't oversleep or anything like that. And the lights just like turned on. So we're like, okay, all right. And then Carissa looked into it and kind of like found what she thought might've been like where the spirit came from, so on and so forth. So long story short, there was a ghost there. And I'm not saying that because I want like, it was just one of those things that was like the, I'm like, if that's the worst thing that happens at a retreat, like it was all fine and good. Like we had an amazing time and I just didn't sleep that well. And that's fine. Whether you believe in spirits or not, like I've never, I was like trying to tell everyone, I like, I swear, like I don't ever have this. This has never happened in my life. Like I've only seen this stuff on TV. So that was like a very interesting experience for me. Um, yeah, just, let's just call it interesting. Um, but I was so proud of everyone who came just so ready to open up, so ready to share, so so ready to be present, to learn about each other, to connect with other women, to network in that way, to um, be open to learning about the chakras, to doing that meditative walk. And so um, I highly recommend, obviously next year we're going to do another one. I don't know for sure if it will be in, in Ramona or elsewhere. So stay tuned. Um, but I want you guys to think of ways you can retreat from your normal normal habits and patterns in a way that's nourishing and conscious. So going from your normal coffee to making a turmeric latte in the morning, that could be considered retreat. It's something you have to think about to make it, to get out of your normal routine, to try something new, to have different nutrients, um, 
doing your a different type of walk, getting out in nature in the middle of the day for the sake of it, like taking a nap, um, having someone prepare food for you, like splurging on a little meal service or something for a weekend or having a chef come to your house to cook dinner one night. Like I know those are very expensive options, but, um, or having your partnership in and cook for you, asking your mom to bring a casserole over that you haven't had in a long time. Like doing ways that get you outside your normal routine so that you can neural network new things. So let's say you pay for a chef and one of your big things you're calling in is abundance. Like in that experience, you can say, I am a person who pays a personal chef. That is an experience. That is a new network you're building out and you're living the experience. So really, really important to get out of our own way by creating space, creating pause is the word we use to recalibrate your nervous system to be vulnerable to be seen with the eye gazing to more deeply connect to yourself simply by getting out of fight or flight and to neural network new things by being in new places that feel like a blank slate like um lately as i'm kind of branching out into motherhood and meeting other moms I'm like, okay, well, where do you live? Where, you know, everything's kind of spread out up here. So I'm meeting them at parks by their house. You're going on a walk in a place I've never been. And it's really cool to go to new places um, and experience the, the, a, a version of me in a new place because I have nothing to like trigger me into being on complete autopilot. So all of this can be chalked up to just say consciousness changes everything right? Shining a light on and becoming aware of things like your shadow or your ego. It's like just step one of just really being present to your reality and your experience at any given point. But I hope this is supportive for you guys. I could, you know, give a three-day podcast, right? I just hosted a three-day retreat. Um, I love this stuff so much. Um, and I know that there are people who wanted to be here listening to this podcast you couldn't. So I thought the least I could do is like, share about it with you and get you hyped up for next year. So thank you so much for listening. Send this to a friend who maybe needs a little retreat or escape in their life. Thank you so much for being here, guys. And as always, dare to move.